constantly move forward. There's a continuing and urgent need for higher education. It's necessary for tomorrow's future and for a dynamically changing workforce. As the need for education is changing, so is education itself. Welcome to Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education with your host, Dave Goldberg. In this program, we'll discuss the complex changes that are being made to higher education today, and we'll help you stay ahead of tomorrow if you're a student, educator, or in the workforce. Now, here's Dave Goldberg. Good day, and welcome to Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. I'm Dave Goldberg. I'm your show host, and Big Beacon is a movement to transform higher education at bigbeacon.org. In every episode, we explore some of the innovators and innovations that are changing the world of higher education all around us. You can follow live tweeting of the show, ask questions, or make comments about the show during the program on Twitter at hashtag Big Beacon. And the first segment of the the show is uh, sponsored by our upcoming webinar, uh, Everybody Needs a Coach, 4 p.m. this Wednesday, um, March, or excuse me, March, uh, August 9th and 2017, 4 p.m. Eastern, and uh, go to bigbeacon.org to find out more. And today, uh, we're, um, I'm excited to have on the show uh, uh, Benny Gronenberg from You Code Girl. Welcome to the show, Betty. Uh, wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, well, it's great to have you here, and and uh, um, we got to uh, uh, meet through a mutual acquaintance earlier in the year, and I found out about your exciting work at You Code Girl, and we'll talk about that. But we like to get to know our guests uh, a little bit um, before we dive into what they're doing. And so, Betty, you um, you've been a software engineer; you've had about twenty years worth of experience. You're a social entrepreneur now. Uh, what were some of the early influences? You're originally from Ethiopia, and you're a driven, a driven person. And and uh, what were you saying after that? It's also a consistent presence in my life today. Um, wanting to succeed academically, um, a lot of support and encouragement from uh, my parents, my uh, family, and the village around me uh, who saw my potential uh, and kept cheering me on to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the career in technology is concerned, I was a second year uh, college student in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, um, yes. majoring in, in uh, statistics when this computer science program got offered um, for the first time in the university. So we were given, I was given that opportunity people, professors who saw that I could do well in that program, uh, so I never really uh, worked a day in my life in statistics. Computer science, yeah. technology has become my life. Yeah, and so and that's so interesting. Yeah, so, so many of the people that are uh, listening to the show or have lived in the West and many of their, uh, sometimes we have people who are the first person in their family to uh, go to college but so what what was the experience in your village were, were there a lot of people who um, were given uh, higher education opportunities like you were or, or how 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 did how did that work I, I, the experience is so different I don't want to make assumptions about it yeah um, well I lived in the capital city of Addis Ababa so it was okay. um, a metropolitan in a way and um um, school schooling is free, public schooling, so anyone yep. can go. Going to higher institution was uh, um, few and far in between because only students at that time who had the higher GPA that was set out by the sure. government could attend. So um, it was a very averted opportunity, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and so and your parents were they were they professional people or, or were you the were you, you among the first to go to college in your family? Uh, how did that work? Uh, I'm the youngest in my family. My parents mm-hmm. um, didn't go to um, schooling or college higher uh, yeah. institution, but they they valued understood the value of education. Um, yeah. Education uh, was the key to success uh, for the future. They understood that, so they yep. supported 
uh, us and me and my siblings um, in, way, in any way possible. Beautiful. So that we yeah. can uh, focus on education. Yeah. And and of course you've you've gone you know even you know beyond that you know, beyond those beginnings in Adasanta about uh, that um, so you you know you you came to this country and um, on this show we're particularly interested in what Mark Somerville and I have called unleashing experiences where somewhere um, a person has the courage to do something that they might not otherwise do uh, it certainly seems to me you code girl. Uh, is is an activity like that, and maybe there are others like that in your life. What 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 experiences or individuals helped give you the courage to go your own way at some point in your life? Yeah, starting with that college, the professors who saw my potential, who said, "You can do this. We believe in you. It's a new adventure. Mm. Um, so I've never um, experienced." with coding, programming, or using a computer. So that was a new adventure. Um, I had mentors and professors along the way um, here in America as well who um, consistently gave me um, um, support in that way. But I had that in me to... um, the, the confidence that was built up for growing up to try uncharted territory, to be risk-averse, uh, yeah. because your desire to succeed um, um, exceeds that fear yeah. of the unknown. Uh, sure. To be resourceful uh, in place of scarcity is also yeah. uh, Part of ingrained in yeah, but are, are there any any particular any particular people or experiences that you would call unleashing? I, you're speaking about it in general terms, but we're we're interested in your particular experience and times. Um, if there were times where there was something that you might have been afraid or had some fear about doing, and you did it and you overcame, and uh, the times when people do that are are special moments. And I'm just wondering if there's a particular time. In yeah, your life. like I, yeah, like I say, um, uh, coding, programming in a language called Basic early on mm-hmm. was yeah. um, was something new. It was difficult. We we had a lot of trial and error, asking for mm. help from my uh, male co- colleagues and yeah. working through that and not giving up. So that is um, would and succeeding in it. And feeling accomplished, uh, yeah. that that gave me that uh, courage to continue on in the next, you know, given uh, support, given um, the, the the drive that you have inside of you, uh, would uh, work on uh, tackling for the next thing. And uh, as far as you code girl, I founded uh, this nonprofit because. I wanted to see more of myself in the tech mm-hmm. industry, in the places sure. that I worked at. I was, um, uh, I, I like I said, the only one of my kind. So uh, didn't see more um, uh, coming in the pool of talent pipeline. So I started volunteering, helping in the schools and uh, other places to help uh, cultivate that. Okay. Um, and winning a um, fellowship, a prestigious Bush Foundation fellowship, has also helped me um, go through the process. It's a nine-month-long um, application process that helped me refine exactly what is it that I wanted to uh, build and how can I make an effect into uh, this uh, problem and yeah. to um, to invite people okay. uh, along the journey. Yeah. yeah, great. And so we were and and um, yeah, we were introduced earlier this year in connection with your organization, You Code Girl. What is what is You Code Girl? Yeah, You Code Girl is a nonprofit social enterprise that fo- fosters the participation of women in technology. Um, as a driving force behind its innovation uh, rather than being a mere consumers of it. 
we do that by inviting young girls to opt in early to the various ways technology solves real-world problem. The definition of a computer science is solving complex problem by breaking it down into smaller pieces. So we see ourselves as uh, activators of potential, incubators of talent. Uh, we um, serve young girls between the ages of 12 to 17. So our purpose is to help increase that talent pool mm-hmm. diverse voices. Okay. And, and, uh, and I think we may have heard some portion of this, but uh, so you mentioned uh, getting help in the early days in Ethiopia from your male co- counterparts. Um, and then you mentioned, you know, looking around at um, organizations that you worked in and not seeing many, many women, but was there, what was it in particular that um, inspired you to, was there a particular moment or you said, enough is enough or what was there something, you know, so it's a big thing. You know, I, I've been through the filing for the 501 C three and, and the starting an organization is a non-trivial thing. So what was, uh, what, what, what happened that, uh, inspired you to start you code girl? Was there some particular set of things that occurred or what was it? Yeah. So that wanting to make a difference is something that's, um, in, ingrained in me to be involved in something bigger than myself. Um, So helping, uh, volunteering and helping um, students gave me how fun it could be. But you're right, um, building a 501c and going on a tangent and building an organization is an entirely different thing. But doing some research and finding out where the problem is, um, that um, the diversion of STEM-centered activities uh, and the young girls happen, and what can we do about it, and what are other organizations that are doing similar things in the region, um, and um, what are the ways we can solve problems. So the, uh, the ideas that we come up with feel like it's comprehensive and it is... Um, sustainable year-long engagement, not just a summer camp, uh, but also wanting to extend this beyond our region, um, all made it so that we want to create this unique organization that encompasses confidence, skills, and pathway to careers as well as um, encompass many people. Yeah, so... um, through your career and your experiences and learning to code and then as a software engineer, you've seen, we and actually over the over years, we've seen kind of women come into computer science and then go out and come in. Uh, so we've had ups and downs before, but um, what are uh, what are some of the obstacles to having more women in, in, uh, in software um, and, and computer science um, than we have? What's what's holding us yeah. back? Yeah, I think the problem is most high-faceted, um, starting with the cultural perspective, um, what a computer science is, uh, who should be in it, and how complex it is, um, so that that um, stereotype of uh, a computer programmer being a male with big glasses in a dark room, um, not associated with any humans, uh, but machines, but those um, things are have I think made it so that um, not a whole lot of women or girls want to participate. But that's slowly um, being chipped away. So computer science as a, as a, a science that is a foundation to solving real human problems and problems that we care about social issues. Um, and also the confidence gap that's uh, very well documented that the confidence gap for young girls drop from um, elementary to middle school. So uh, trying new endeavors um, where um, other people, uh, especially male, excel is um, an issue that needs to be tackled. Not having role models, not enough uh, female in the field 
would also um, not be attractive if there if it, there are more male in the workforce, then um, it's it's not as inviting. Uh, there are um, those of us who like to do be trailblazers and go into places that have never been uh, uncharted. But there are those of us that are that want to see that inspiration, that um, role modeling, so that would help to have more women being yeah. in it. And the last thing I would say is uh, exposure to opportunities early on, and that has been lacking for the longest time. Um, and many stats show that um, uh, people who are exposed to uh, computer science or coding or uh, computational uh, design thinking early on would go on to to choose those fields. And many, many people have said to me that I wish I knew, you know, these things exist uh, existed before in my time or uh, I just stumbled on computer science. I wish I had um, more opportunities where I could try different things. The, the, uh, I have the aptitude and the love for that. So this, the, the saddest thing for me is a potential that's unrealized, um, whether through lack of exposure, remodeling, um, or fear, or um, wrong perception. Yeah. So those are the areas that we would like to okay. explore and help the young girls achieve. Yeah, well, let's, um, let's take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about the UCode uh, Girl program. This is Big Beacon Radio with our special guest uh, Betty Gronenberg from UCode Girl. And stay tuned with us, and we'll we'll talk about the curriculum and and what UCode Girl is doing today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Do you want greater success in bringing change to your university, college, department, or classroom? Are you looking for a keynote speaker to inspire your organization with stories of transformative change? Would you like to boost your own academic, business, or technical career? Let David E. Goldberg of 3Joy Associates help. David is a leading speaker, author, trainer, and leadership coach with experience in helping bring successful change to educational organizations and education and technical careers around the globe. To learn more, call Dave Goldberg at 217-621-2645. Contact him at deg at 3joy.com or browse the 3Joy website, www.3joy.com today. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Big Beacon Radio. If you'd like to call into the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. 5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to deg at bigbeacon.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back to Big Beacon Radio. The second segment is sponsored by 3Joy Associates. Get the training, coaching, and change leadership consultation to help transform your educational institution or organization. And we're, we're on... Uh, Twitter, uh, Emma Schoenfeldner sitting there um, nimbly touching the keys to uh, answer your guest questions or, or um, and uh, doing live tweeting. So go to hashtag Big Beacon to offer questions or comments to the show. And we're back with Betty Grunenberg from Yuko Girl. And so, Betty, you were talking about uh, some of what inspired you to uh, begin the program. Um, what um, What is the structure of the Ucode Girl program right now? What what are you doing right now with uh, these girls? Yeah, we we have three areas that we um, implement Ucode Girl. It is uh, we want to build their confidence, 
we want to build their skill set and we want to connect them um, with careers in technology. So uh, in the summer, we just completed our two weeks long um, summer camp uh, just for girls uh, between in middle school and high school. Um, we worked on projects like um, uh, Lilypad and Arduino. Those are programming combined can uh, use sensors to, um, for example, sense the beating of your heart, and mm-hmm. you can flash that on a T-shirt. So, and that's what they did. They created a scarf and a T-shirt. Um, and using uh, electrical engineering and programming Arduino and, uh, and Lilypad. That was lots of fun for them. Uh, we had um, professors come and teach cybersecurity, um, which is important uh, in our times, uh, digital citizenship, uh, to uh, encrypt and decrypt data, um, and also creating websites. We created websites for uh, local social enterprises. Um, we do that while they were um, building friendship and cre- uh, creating this camaraderie of friends, sure. uh, community. So that was important. So we had a lot of fun um, doing that, making technology accessible, something that they could play on with their hands and project-based and it's fun and um, it's um, we emphasize that this is an introductory, so that they can build this sustainably um, from year to year until they go to a college. <clears throat> as the, the classes go more and more complex, uh, so they can solve complex things. We also the uh, in the fall we will do STEM mentorship, and that goes along the, the line of building confidence. Uh, creating, um, connecting women, uh, area women, with area young girls, um, women in STEM, um, technology professionals, leaders, sure. college professors. Um, they together um, we build the soft skills that are necessary. Um, and, yeah, so uh, really yeah, hold on that confidence. Yeah. So I want to go back to the summer camp. Uh, so uh, you're based in uh, Fargo, uh, North Dakota. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And so these these girls are drawn from that region, or are they all over the country, or where? And how many of them are there, say, in your summer camp? Yeah, we serve uh, both North Dakota and Minnesota because we are in that border. So students oh. came from that area. Yeah. Um, we had a cap for this summer camp for 40 students, so 39 registered, but that was right. great, and, um, uh, and um, a few of them dropped out the first day, but the exciting thing is no one dropped out from the first day of school to the last day of school um, camp, so no. that was a day camp, um, so that was exciting. Okay, so it's a camp, and it goes a day camp, and so it goes... But from morning till afternoon, and and uh, for and you said for how long? How many weeks? It was two weeks. Uh, two weeks. Eight days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so, and you have a number. And during it, you were talking about a number of the uh, a number of the projects that um, the a number of the projects that you have. And then you have these other. I was listening, and you have a number of these other. So there's a skills part, and the skills. Um, it sounds like the skills get taught in the context of doing these projects, um, Lilypad and Arduino and so forth. And and, um, and then there's also this piece about confidence uh, and soft soft skills, which we call shift skills on this show. But what how how do how do you uh, help work on the confidence and the and the soft skills with the girls? Yeah, that is because um, we're all software professionals. Software development processes have um, a design, a prototype, um, um, presentation, uh, presenting to the customer, uh, and we do. We did have real world customers, um, and then iterating on that uh, solution. So the the girls working in pairs as they're programming, um, coming up with um, the. uh, features of the idea and and then 
um, interviewing the customer, um, those are, and then presenting to their uh, teammates and uh, to the customers. These are the things that we plan to do. Um, and each girl has to uh, stand up and um, um, talk an element of that project. So mm-hmm. that that is a big part in articulating ideas, standing in front of people, um, believing in yourself, all those elements. And also yeah. we have uh, women um, uh, inspirational presenters who help with the leadership uh, aspect of um, presentation. Um, okay. So those all helped out. All right, so the, you've structured, uh, it sounds like you've structured a work environment where you have, so you have things like, well, pair programming or ex- some of the elements of extreme programming. You've brought a number of the, some of the things that people actually do in software engineering to help improve productivity. And so there's, there's uh, the girls are learning collaboration skills because they're working with someone and, and they're learning presentation skills and interacting with a customer. How do you, how do, uh, so the, these, uh, in what ways, um, so they, they were developing these projects, uh, the customers were simulated customers, you had uh, software professionals acting as the customer, or you said they had, they had real customers, how, how, how did you simulate having customers in the projects? Yeah, in the, the web development project, for example, we have, we were doing websites for two social enterprises. Okay. And uh, the customers came <clears throat> and awesome. presented yeah. what they wanted, and then the question, they were interviewed. So that was a real world, really real world situation. Now that's nice. And, and uh, you know, before I did a radio show, I taught uh, industrially sponsored senior design and there's nothing like a real project to get people's minds focused on on delivering um, something something real now and you also you just said that there there were uh, you had inspirational speakers but you also had uh, um, uh, young women professionals uh, speaking to the girls about leadership uh, what what kinds of uh, what kinds of things did did your speakers emphasize in speaking to your girls about leadership? How did they, how did they frame leadership for, but these are essentially uh, middle school, um, middle school and high school students, right? You said, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So how did they frame leadership for your, for the girls? Yeah. We had speakers come, um, a speaker come talk about, um, brand and identity of uh, mm. what is familiar, uh, a brand that is a corporate brand and logo, how they can identify that when the young girls are growing up, they are the brand for themselves and what are mm. all the elements they need to be aware of in order to build themselves as a brand. And that was very, very insightful. And also leadership that early, you can lead from any table, it's not positional, um, with how they are right now, they can do a leader, so advice on questions and exercises were asked of them, um, and also um, um, inspirations like come as you are and be your own kind of amazing, and how mm-hmm. the technology company needs each and every one of them, and you don't have to be... Um, um, this is stereotypical nerd, uh, even though nerd is an, an awesome word to be. Um, for example, I love fashion, I love art, I love um, uh, coding. Those are not mutually exclusive things, but they are sure. complementary elements. So to, to be who they are and what they love and bring that into the, the technology and the software. And so, yeah, no, that's great. And and then, um, so and and how, how many how many years have you been doing this? How many years have you had the summer program now? Oh, this this is the first one of its kind, being two weeks long. Uh, you Code Girl has done a two day program last summer. Last summer, okay. So this is a second, second summer that you've been doing this, and so this has been a work in progress, and you're developing it. Um, as you're developing it, and whenever you do these sorts of things, you learn from them, and sometimes some mm-hmm. of the things that you learn are surprising. Um, so, um, what's the most surprising thing that you learned doing this this time? Hmm. Um, that 
um, it's in the <clears throat> maybe recruitment phase where was, um, we knew it's uh, it's a problem we're gonna try to solve the lack of uh, interest or <clears throat> of girls in the technology computer science area. Um, so that trying to recruit girls from where we thought or the pool of the problem, which is twelve middle school to high school, was harder than we expected because that gap actually started early on. Uh, elementary school is where we're realizing that we have to start elementary school because um, that's when they're um, excited and then and then by the time it's middle school, really hard shifting minds and... Um, Finding, you know, the queen friend that would uh, uh, excite other friends to, sure. yeah, <laughs> to yeah. start this coding. So yeah. recruitment uh, was more um, surprising how hard it was. Yeah. So so that that's been a challenge, and you've got some ideas about how to improve that in terms of uh, um, what was the. Um, you know, sometimes we have upside surprises. Sometimes something we do something and and it turns out even better than we imagined, or something that we didn't think was important was really important um, and was sort of an upside surprise. What was your what was your biggest upside surprise this summer? Something that was amazing that you didn't expect to be amazing, or something you thought was going to be good was just unbelievably cool. Yeah, we had students from many different schools and district. Um, we had private school, public school, um, um, homeschool students that participated in our program. So we weren't sure on how all those different experiences um, would um, would work. If it will be an impediment or mm. people don't know each other, um, that was was so surprising. You know, the first day, people say, "Oh, I don't know anyone here," and you know. People did vocalize that, but uh, as the days go by, it, it was surprising how they um, managed to uh, get to know each other, work together, and um, how creative they were in a short amount of uh, time, um, presenting their ideas, um, even more a surprise than we thought uh, they would do. So... Um, that working together from the diverse socioeconomic uh, background and diverse sectors has actually um, wasn't an issue for from what we witnessed. And yeah, so you thought to do maybe with the yeah. we put together the program, but um, yeah. yeah, this this is not a, an issue that people can work. With. Yeah, and so and this um, sometimes. Um, it seems to me that things like this have the potential to unleash young women and um, and that that gets demonstrated where there where there are particular examples where someone really shy became unleashed and very confident or where where there where there are examples of uh, you know what what's your best unleashing story of the two weeks um yeah the the young girl who um Thought she not sure of how things are going to turn out, mm. um, uh, ambivalent and uh, come guarded, and then after a few days making friends and uh, and being one of the leaders in that, it was just surprising to see or amazing to see the development of each girl in their own way, um, and we even had. Um, um, people um, vote for how uh, help each other, friends that help each other, and so there were many people that wrote many names and um, the stories of how um, they brought the best in each other. So I was pleasantly surprised and hard to imagine um, these young girls didn't know each other. Uh, two weeks ago, and now they are saying wonderful things about each other. Great. 
Let's uh, we'll take another break and uh, come back and talk about the uh, future of the program. This is uh, Big Beacon Radio with uh, Betty Grunenberg from You Code Girl, and we'll come back and talk about the future of You Code Girl in the next and last segment. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you want greater success in bringing change to your university, college, department, or classroom? Are you looking for a keynote speaker to inspire your organization with stories of transformative change? Would you like to boost your own academic, business, or technical career? Let David E. Goldberg of Three Joy Associates help. David is a leading speaker, author, trainer, and leadership coach with experience in helping bring successful change to educational organizations and education and technical careers around the globe. To learn more, call Dave Goldberg at 217-621-2645. Contact him at deg at 3joy.com or browse the 3Joy website, www.3joy.com today. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Big Beacon Radio. If you'd like to call into the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to deg at bigbeacon.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back for our final segment here on Big Beacon Radio, and it's sponsored by the book that is Transforming Higher Education, A Whole New Engineer, The Coming Revolution in Engineering Education at WholeNewEngineer.org. It's not just for engineers anymore. And in the last segment, we were talking about some of what's going on at You Code Girl. Uh, we've got Betty Grunenberg, um, the founder, uh, with us. And, and we were talking about um, some of the unleashing experiences these young women have uh, had. Um, as you think about the... As you think about the program um, going forward, you so you've had uh, uh, short workshops one summer. Now you've had a two-week uh, long um, uh, summer camp. Um, you're, you talked about uh, some mentoring programs in the summer. What what are the key needs for the for you, Code Girl, uh, at this point in time? What are what are some of your immediate plans? Um. We are a year-long program that um, uh, are supported by volunteers and a community of um, talented individuals. So keep keep um, enriching young minds, uh, and we don't. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, what was your question again? My question was, uh, what what are the key needs of the program at this time? So you, you've done some things up to this point. It's a year-long program, and, and now you're continuing to develop the program. What, uh, what, what things do you hope to do for the future? Yeah, we'll... We'll continue to develop the confidence and skill set, um, and our mentorship program is a immediate program that we'll do. Um, we'll do some tutoring and participation of um, technology challenges, innovation um, in the area, and we'll continue uh, building the girls' confidence through leadership programs. Yep. And then our summer program will be our signature program that we continue every year. Okay, and so you'll uh, continue the, the summer program. Um, right now it's uh, eight days long. Do you want to make it uh, longer, shorter? Do you want to expand it uh, into other beyond Minnesota, North Dakota um, what what are your what are your thoughts about the the signature program? 
Yeah, we have um, received feedbacks and evaluations that we'll use to help us reiterate, like uh, the software, um, yep. the processes, and expand. We have um, plans to to reach as many people and connect connect students from here to students internationally. So that would be a fun collaboration project that uh, we have planned. But we will continue assessing what what, what works, what will work, and um, go from there. Yeah, great. And and uh, so in programs like this, you make um, you have learning from the things that you've had. Like you said, you got feedback. And sometimes in, when we get feedback, there are things that we emphasize more or we do more of or we there are things that are missing that we want to put in. Um, and then sometimes there are things that we uh, want to de-emphasize or eliminate. So let's start on the uh, positive side. What are the things that you want to emphasize more or do more of or uh, do differently, um, given what, given the feedback and the things that you've learned from from last summer and this summer? Yeah, that's specific to the organization that would have a team of people that would work on it. Um, something that we have to work internally, but we would continue building, recruiting more students by <clears throat> planning different ways of attracting them. Um, and also um, to do less of um, things um, to be the length of the program or, or or any other issues that we find we, from the results of the survey that we will do less of. Yeah, well, yes, I was... So, based on your experience this summer, what are some of the things? So, yes, you'll have your organization work on those things, but I'm uh, certainly you have some intuition from the summer of things that went well that you'd like to do more of or things that you'd like to do differently. I'm just uh, wondering if you might share with our our listeners some of the things that you're thinking about. I'm not making a commitment to do those, but I'm just curious what uh, what you uh, maybe I can ask the question a different way. What what did you learn from the summer's experience? Let's just ask it that way. Yeah, we have uh, covered this uh, a little bit ago that it was the building the friendship is important for that age group. So mm. we will continue doing that. Um, um, even um, making more fun activities alongside with the, um, the hands-on coding projects so that the excitement continues. So that's yeah. the part that we will work more on. But yeah. uh, continue with the pro- projects, the success that we have had, um, the amazing number of participation, and build up on that and create even more and bigger and fun projects. Yeah, and so some of um, there's there's research out there actually about um, in the en- in the engineering and software workplace that the single most important variable in successful onboarding into the workforce is the sense of community and belonging. Mm-hmm. And there, there's nice research on that with comp- with real companies, and and we use that in the iFoundry experience back in 2009 at, at Illinois to help make freshmen feel comfortable, but it seems to me that that's part of what you, one of the big learnings that you've had at UCode Girl is the importance of the community and building that is, is a big part of people's feeling of, of uh, success. And so some, some people call that community, some call it affiliation, but whatever you call it, it seems like that, that there are, there are lots of good sources, there's lots of good research to say how important that is. And yet it's something a lot of companies ignore, and so I congratulate mm-hmm. you for 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 emphasizing um, for emphasizing that. I, I another another variable that's come up in the intrinsic motivation literature is the um, the sense of mastery, and it sounds like one of the things that um, 
that you code girl has helped has built on is this helping these young women have a sense of mastery over this thing that they they didn't know that they could do um and that even in the short period of two weeks that these projects give them a sense of mastery and uh and that that a lot of what what you're calling confidence comes from from the the mastery that they get over the code and Arduino and the websites and so forth is it uh, how it how I I made that as an assessment but how would you react to what I just said that the confidence okay. in part comes from from their their mastery of the things that they're doing absolutely we uh, there is a saying that says uh, it doesn't get easier you just get better um, mm-hmm. so it's uh, and practice makes permanent. All those things refer to the more you do things um, and the more you know about yourself, the more confident you become um, in tackling that problem and successfully um, uh, achieving it. That's my experience as well. Um, Then it it invites you to do more. Um, Sometimes it's frustrating and it remains that way, but also to have that uh, energy to oh, next time I'll build yeah. this better in this way. And, and that also comes up with what you say on building that social capital, uh, having people around you um, um, that would say, hey, you've done really good and you can do this better. And we do give feedback to the yeah. students in real, in real time. So that uh, feedback that people uh, Living you outside of yourself and makes you feel confident. Those are all important aspects. Of, yeah, um, actually, uh, so we, you know, we talked. Yeah, we're talking about um, these different emotional variables or these things. Um, but I, I think they're so important and they're so underappreciated. The um, and you were just now talking about appreciation. Does a person feel appreciated for what they've contributed? And and these, the sense of appreciation that there are that the group appreciates them. That these older mentor women uh, professionals appreciate them seems like an important variable that you're that you're building off of. And and I'm wondering, you know, that actually there's a. There's a book I just really like called uh, Beyond Reason. It's a, it's about negotiation and the role of emotion in negotiation. But they have these five categories, and I was just I was just thinking about the five categories. The, the program really fires on all five cylinders. The two other um, uh, ways of talking about emotion without using emotional language is the term status and the term role. And it seems like um, your program uh, fires on those things as well. So this, so here's this thing that's supposed to be a guy thing that only guys can do. And part of the part of the status of being a U code girl is to 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 bust that variable wide open. And so no, this isn't a guy thing. This is a human thing, and and uh, and uh, it's kind of a special thing. I'm being a little provocative there, but what do you? What's your comment about my comment? Yeah, I agree. We don't really emphasize on the guy aspect of it yeah. because it is a human problem. We live in a human uh, centered um, universe. So we, we talk about how um, to be part of that solution in, in the future. Um, that's going to be the way of life, or it is already a way of life. And having um, some sense of um, knowledge, even if one wants to become an architect or a zoologist, um, knowing, um, knowing how to think uh, computationally um, and would be a very important skill to have. So, and um, that demystifying what that is, and that it is on the very basic level, bringing it to the very basic level, is how we talk about it. Um, So, so it is not, um, I say, it's not a zero-sum game. Uh, No one has to lose for, for, 
for the no. women to participate. No. But um, gaining that uh, skills um, stand, help help them um, stand in their own um, knowledge. Yeah. So we just have uh, about 30 seconds left. Um, I'll give you the last word. So um, we appreciate the work that you're doing. Uh, if uh, kind of uh, uh, working to, to build a growing number of women in tech is a, a laudable goal. Uh, if, what would you say to others who are trying to do the same thing? What would you tell them in, in closing? 30 seconds. Yeah, to keep going uh, because it looks like nationwide there is that sense of realization. There's acute shortage of skilled forces in hard sciences, uh, STEM being um, it, uh, against the exponentially growing technolo- technological yep. advancements. So um, every every boy or girl um, needs to have that message that... Um, you need to work on the skills um, that is rewarding, that is uh, technology. Uh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so Yeah, thanks so much. So um, you've been listening to Big Beacon Radio, Transforming Higher Ed. Special thanks to our guest, uh, Betty Groneberg from ucodegirl.org. You can find out more about the organization there. Help transform higher education. Join the movement to unleash a new generation of innovators by learning more at bigbeacon.org. Join us next week, same time, same channel, in our quest to transform higher education. Thank you for tuning in to Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Please join Dave Goldberg soon for another edition. Listen every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. For additional information about our programs or to find out about the next show, please visit bigbeacon.org. We'll talk again very soon.